Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening. You are listening to Radio Islam, and I am your host, Tariq El Amin. For those of you who are new to Radio Islam, we welcome you. We're a live call in talk show broadcasting from Chicago on WCEV 1450 AM, and you can hear our live stream at www.wcev1450.com. And we've added another way you can listen to us, and that is on the TuneIn app. Just look up WCEV. Now, if you haven't already done so, keep up with us on social media by following and liking us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. If you have a comment or question you'd like to pose throughout the course of tonight's show, we would love to hear from you at 312-750-1178. 312-750-1178. Good evening again, Radio Islam family. It's always great to, to be with you. We thank you for uh, deciding to spend this hour with us. Uh, we've got a, uh, a great show, we believe, a great show for you tonight. Uh, we're going to be first starting off with uh, Cameron Hussein, who is joining us in studio. He is the president of MCC. Uh, for those of you who may not know, that's the Muslim Community Center. Uh, to tell you a little bit about Cameron, uh, he was born and raised in the MCC community, spent time in the original Kedzie building in the 70s and graduated from Sunday school at the Elston facility, as well as attending night school for years in the 80s. After attending Northwestern University and graduate school at the Illinois College of Optometry, Cameron came back to MCC to work as a volunteer in different committees from the Library Committee, Fundraising Expansion Committee, and the Juma Committees. From 2007 to 2013, he served on the board of directors and was vice president for five of those years. He's married with a son and twin daughters. All right, we've got something definitely in common right there. I've got twin daughters too. Great, that's awesome. <laughs> and he attended, uh, and those twin daughters, they attended the MCC Academy for a few years. He lives in the north suburbs and works as an optometrist full time. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Thanks for having me. All right, so it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, I just had to reconnect to that the twin daughters uh, thing. <laughs> How old are yours? Uh, mine are sixteen. Oh wow! Yeah, mine yours? are five. So. Oh, see, this is this is the good time, right uh, here. Maybe. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, well, <laughs> from from where I'm sitting. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you get the diff there's different challenges when they're sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They uh, they don't do as much talking back at five. So. <laughs> yeah. But uh. Anyway, anyway, so as the uh, first of all, congratulations uh, on the uh, on the position. Uh, that is definitely a, a great responsibility and a great opportunity. For sure, for yeah. sure, it's a um, it's a blessing, uh, and I'm humbled by um, the community for electing me as president. Um, inshallah, my goal is to be <laughs> just fulfill my two years. I don't want to run again, but inshallah, we have some ideas and goals that we want to accomplish. And um, with the help of all the volunteers and staff that um, have been doing it for years, and hopefully we'll be able to bring in some younger people, um, the next generation, the next wave of MCC community workers will be able to kind of accomplish some of those goals. Yeah, well, that's that's definitely that's critical for any organization being able to uh, to invest in future leadership. Uh, for those uh, for the Radio Islam family who may not be 
uh, as familiar with the MCC. Uh, Would you go ahead and give us a little bit of, of its history? Yeah, so MCC is a organization that's on its 49th year of existence. Um, so 1969 is when they first were incorporated. Um, it was basically a lot of um, MSA students from IIT and some of the other universities around here, but it basically became a bigger and bigger masjid. Um, they bought a building on Kedzi, and then eventually they, mo- they got too big for that building. They moved into the building that we still have right now. It's on Elston. Um, and then we expanded up north to Morton Grove in 1989. And just a couple of years ago, we um, part of our school, the full-time school that we have there, MCC Academy, we bought another building in Skokie to accommodate the, um, the bigger um, size um, enrollment of our schools. Mm. And so we have three buildings. Um, the one on Alston and the one in Morton Grove still run as mosques. And the one in Skokie is a school, specifically designated just as a school. Okay. Now, what is the, so uh, like you said, MCC has been around since 69. Yes. Uh, one of the, I would say one of the older uh, yeah, institutions. Yeah, it's, uh, it's probably one of the, it's kind of like one of the mother mosques yeah. of the Chicagoland area, including Islamic Foundation, Mosque Foundation, um, and some of the other ones in the area. Right. In the city, it's probably one of the bigger ones mm-hmm. in terms of membership and also just forget about the membership, just the people coming and going for regular prayers and for Jummah prayers. Yeah, it yeah. gets pretty packed over there. Uh. <laughs> yeah, um, we, um, you know, Jummah prayers, unfortunately we have a little bit of a parking problem like every other mosque, but especially the one on Elston because it's in the city, yeah. we have, a, um, it gets packed. And, yeah. and it's a good yeah. thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. We For a while we had two prayers. We had to initiate two prayers there for Jummah prayer. Um, but it's back down to one now. Okay. So what is the, what's the, the, the mission um, of MCC? Yeah, so the MCC has always prided itself on being kind of like a democratic organization. Um, and some other masjids are like that, but most mosques, um, a lot of mosques don't run that way. But we completely run on membership-based organization that elects leaders, elects their board members. Um, and then from there, the board makes a lot of the decisions. So um, you can kind of compare it to, you know, the United States. Um, One of the things that MCC prides itself on is is that it is um, welcoming to all types of Muslims in terms of their beliefs. So they don't adhere to a particular school of thought. Um, So, you know, if you believe, if you say the Shahada, we consider you someone that can be a member. And, um, you know, you don't have to, um, abide by one school of thought um, or any school of thought, but um, and then you can come and be part of our organization. Um, sometimes that leads to conflict mm-hmm. because there's, you know, with, within schools of thought, even though that should be a mercy for us, sometimes it can be a little bit of a problem. But, you know, I think that's one of the benefits of being part of MCC because, honestly, our Morton Grove facility is uh, pretty homogenous. Um, but our MCC Alston, I mean, it's just amazing when you come there on Fridays. Um, you know, I've been to quite a bit of some of the bigger mosques around, even on Fridays. But MCC is completely diverse. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got, you know, Indian Pakistani people. You have Arabs. You have North Africans, African-Americans. We have a huge Latino um, community that comes to pray there. 
Um, and so, you know, a lot of people, even though, um, you know, they call it their home, their initial home. I speak to a lot of the Latino converts, and even though they might have branched out to other masjids and other organizations, they always consider MCC one of their homes because a lot of them converted at that uh, at that mosque over the years. Yeah. Uh, as someone who has grown up in the MCC community, uh, what are some of the things that you that that you have seen that have uh, what's the progression been like? For yeah. You? So. MCC Elston, um, I grew up there. I used to go there literally five days a week, um, and I wasn't too happy about it when I was a kid. Um, you know, after school, we'd go there for night school from 5 to 8, and then on Sundays, we'd spend the day there for Sunday school. Um, it was a very ma and pa organization um, throughout the 80s. You know, everybody knew each other. Um, I always joke around that, you know, my dad gave permission to all the other elders to smack me around <laughs> if I got out of line. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, those were the days where, you know, other people can hit you and it wouldn't be a big deal. Right, right. Um, so, um, um, but, but you know, as the community got bigger and bigger, and this is with every community, you know, it became um, very diverse. Um, and, um, you know, a lot of the people that used to come to MCC have moved on to different areas. They've kind of opened up their own masjids in different locations because there was a need in other suburbs, other areas of the city. Um, a lot of our uh, people that came to MCC, they actually started moving up north, and that's why we ended up um, purchasing the building in Morton Grove. So um, um, it's just become very diverse. So a lot of times um, um, some of the elder generation who basically created the masjid and did all the work for the masjid they're a little bit nostalgic about what MCC used to be, but the reality is that it's a lot different now. Um, there's just a huge population. You know, when we were younger, we were the only Muslims in town, and so people would come f- to MCC all around. You know, people would come and send their kids to Sunday school from 30, 40, 50 miles away. Now there's no reason to do that. You know, there's there's mosques all over the um, Chicagoland area. So, you know, um, and, you know, in, uh, in that whole um, Albany Park area, there, um, there is just a whole huge Arab um, community there that lives within walking distance within that area. So the um, the um, the uh, just the um, the diversity is just amazing compared to what it was, you know, thirty, forty years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I know we're talking about MCC, but it's but we're we're really talking about more than just one particular uh, building. Yes. We're talking about three. Yeah, so we have the other building in Morin Grove, um, and that's where I kind of spent my teen years mm-hmm. um, because they have a basketball court. So you know, every Friday night they would be, um, um, we'd play basketball. Um, and so once again, the in the '90s the community was very small, so that gym was open just on Friday nights. Um, but now, if you go there, because the community is so huge, that gym is open every it's rented out every night even sometimes in the morning there's renters that rent it out and they play after fajr um different sports and it's great because in the end i think that um sports and basketball and other sports is really what drives a lot of people to come to the masjid which they probably won't have done any otherwise mm-hmm. you know i, I can uh, as a personal reflection uh growing up in a very tight-knit community uh, on the uh, south side, um, under the, the leadership of uh, Imam Wathi Muhammad, we were 
well, prior to the, the Nation of Islam buying a property on 73rd and Stoney, yeah. it was Sister Claire Muhammad School. So we were there pretty much every night, basketball games, skating parties, things like that. Uh, do you feel like today's generation is aware of the, the history of MCC, how the community has grown? No, I think, uh, I think in general, um, a lot of people take it for granted. Um, and I'm sure it probably happens to you with your um, mosque, um, is that, you know, when people move here or when they grow up, they kind of just see the masjid as is. They didn't see it kind of evolve into what it is now. So um, they take it for granted. I think that social media, the Internet, all that kind of changes everything, too, because when we were kids, our parents would come to the masjid to hear a lecture on, you know, the seerah of the Prophet, or they would come and hear, um, you know, tafsir every Sunday. Now, um, now no one really comes to the masjid to hear that because, honestly, you can get good tafsirs and good seerahs and lectures online. Mm -hmm. And so we, uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to create an environment where people would want to come to the masjid every night. Or not every night, but like whenever they have time. I know it's hard with families, but um, we want to be able to create an environment where, um, you know, the yuppie generation, I guess a 30, 40-year-old, um, would want to come and bring their families to the masjid. It's hard yeah. because, um, you know, you can get religion in many different ways now. Mm -hmm. And it, the Internet's one thing. And then there's also we're competing with other organizations that might do a better job in teaching something specific compared to what we have. Right. Yeah. So do you feel like um, we're at a point now where we have to look at repurposing um, the, the facility, programming, uh, and just the interaction overall? For sure. I, I, mean, I think that, like, the, I mean, I think it's important to have religious structured classes. And, you know, after this um, program, after this interview, I'm going to go meet with another organization and hopefully we can work something out in terms of having some um, religious instruction going on at our masjid. We also have um, two imams that do teach different classes here and there, but there's nothing set in stone and nothing that's repetitive that we can, you know, everyone knows that, hey, every Friday night there's a lecture going on or whatnot. But um, I think there's different ways that we have to go about doing it. And it may not necessarily have to be necessarily religious. So as I was saying is that our gym gets filled out every night. But, um, you know, so people are coming to the masjid, but maybe we can have different types of programming that will allow the, you know, the 30-year-old to come to the masjid. Maybe have a coffee night or a coffee house. Um, I know there's some third spaces in um, Chicagoland area already. Maybe we, we kind of recreate that inside the masjid as well. Um, you know, have a place where people can come and, you know, discuss any topic without feeling like there's any type of stigma or, you know, feel like, you know, they're going to get bashed on for, for, for whatever reason. Uh, that, that is a, <laughs> that is a, a powerful statement because, yeah. uh, that's one of the things that I have to, I'm engaging that same conversation Yeah. Uh, because the third space, it has become, uh, it's become, it's that platform now where people feel more comfortable in addressing, uh, address, addressing everything, some things they wouldn't feel normally comfortable talking about in the masjid. For sure. It's like, um, you know, for example, Talif does a good job of doing yeah, that. Yeah, excellent. And um, um, sometimes when I look at their website, you know, initially when I would read about Talif, I thought it was more of like a place for converts to come and feel like they're at home. But then when I look at the 
pictures on Facebook or something like that. I'm like, hey, all these people used to come to MCC. <laughs> <laughs> and so that you know that just shows yeah. that MCC and any other masjid, if you're, the people that grew up in your mosque, they're going to another place to get spirituality or to get religion or to learn about the deen, and they're not coming to their masjid that's five minutes away from their homes. Right. You know, that's, that, that's, that says something about your masjid. And, you know, we have to be, um, you know, we have to realize that fact that, you know, maybe we got to start doing something different. Yeah. Do you feel that, um, well, you mentioned earlier that you don't have to have a particular uh, madhab. Yeah. Uh, do you feel that that is one of the, uh, one of the selling points, if you will, of, of a place like, um, like, like Tatleaf? Yeah. Uh, um. I don't know too much about the Alif, so I can't really speak on their behalf. But if you look at the MCC's bylaws, it's kind of like the United States. You know, um, if you look at the MCC bylaws, it's actually very well written. Sometimes it gets a little convoluted or whatnot. But in terms of, like, their goal and their mission, it's amazing. But, you know, obviously the United States Constitution, when you look at and read it, it's pretty amazing of what, you know, their, their ideal is. But the reality on the ground may not necessarily reflect that. So MCC and MEC in Morn Grove may not necessarily reflect the I- ideals of MCC uh, of what the MCC bylaws specifically states. And you know, there's always a pushback because you know every group, every mud hub, every um, type of Muslim, if you want to say um, that word, um, wants to kind of push their ideology <laughs> into the masjid and you know and that sometimes that's where you know we have to push back on it's not necessarily a bad thing but you know you have to realize that like we don't want to be a place where this masjid is specifically for this group of people because then that kind of outcasts other other groups of people right and so that's one of the things that we kind of pride ourselves on is that ideally the goal is when you come to our masjid you want it to feel like home to you Right and right. you know the reality is that's not necessarily true for a lot of Muslims, but um, that's the goal. Right, alhamdulillah. Uh, Radio Islam family, we're talking with Cameron Hussein. He is the president of MCC. Um, if you'd like to make a comment or have a question, give us a call at three one two seven five zero one one seven eight three one two seven five zero one one seven eight. Let me ask this: as a quote unquote younger person i'm gauging that we're around the same age <laughs> um maybe yeah maybe <laughs> but do you um when you talk about uh successorship bringing on the the, the next investing in the developing the next layer of leadership um how have the have the the older generation have they been Wow. Right. Because as I'm saying, as I'm asking this question, it almost feels like it's one of those. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> right. Um, I, I'll, I'll ask this way. I'll say it this way. Are they, I, it would seem that they would be uh, really pleased to have someone who has come up in the community now bringing their talents back uh, in this particular, even though you've kind of matriculated well through in different uh levels of responsibility but to see you now as president I, w- I would imagine that that would give them a source of uh that you'd be a source of, of joy and pride um for some of them um first of all i don't have really any major talents but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um um you know when i was on the board 
I would always get encouragement. Oh, you should be, you should run for presidency. And I'd always say no, um, you know, at different times, you know, at different points in my life, you know, I had, you know, at one point, you know, my kids were really young. They're still young. And, you know, obviously it's still a sacrifice, but they, they would keep asking me and I'd keep saying no, 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 no. Finally, in the last year or so, I was asked, I was asked or encouraged by a lot of younger people in the community, hey, you should run, you should run. And I don't really necessarily have any specific skills or traits to um, <laughs> lead the masjid. And, you know, um, but one thing that I believe that I, 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 hopefully I'll be able to do and hopefully we'll be able to pass this on to the next person is, is that I was able to kind of stick around where a lot of people my age kind of moved on. And, you know, they've done a lot of great works. Uh, a lot of people from our community have become leaders at other organizations or, you know, big-time scholars and stuff like that. And they've kind of moved on. And um, I've kind of stuck around. So I, I was able to be on the board for many years. I've volunteered um, on different committees. And so I feel like I, I feel like I can be a bridge where, you know, I can kind of be able to – you know, deal with some of the elder generations and some of the things that they've been dealing with over the years, but also hopefully been, be able to bring in some new blood to come and, you know, do the work. A lot of the stuff at the masjid is dry, is dry work, you know, accounting, you know, website work and, you know, making flyers for this event, you know, calling people, emailing people. You know, it's not very exciting stuff, but, um, you know, we have people that have talent in the community that can do a lot of this stuff. Um, another thing that is is that our elder generation was, man, you know, bless them all. They they were all volunteers. <laughs> People our age, they want to get paid for a lot of their stuff right. that they do. <laughs> so um, we're kind of transitioning in that way. We have to face reality. I, I wish I could make everyone do everything for free. Um, but, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, you know, they study the religion and, you know, they have to make a living. And so, you know, we have to compensate people for um, certain things. And other people are willing to do things for volunteer work. So, you know, we got to find that right balance of, you know, who we need to compensate for and who is willing to do stuff um, uh, as a volunteer. Um, so that's kind of changed. But there has been a little bit of a resistance. But, you know, now that the elections are over, everybody has been kind of supportive. And um, and I only did it um, also because our board started getting younger and younger. You know, I grew up with a lot of my elders. And if I was if I ran for presidency two years ago or four years ago or whatnot, they would a lot of them would still be on the board. And I didn't feel very comfortable, you know, being the emir of a group of people that were like father figures to me or mother figures to me. And now that the board got a little bit younger, not to say that I'm going to be a tyrant over those people, but <laughs> it would be more of like they would be my colleagues. Right. Um, right. And, you know, I can kind of work with them in the sense that, you know, if I don't like, you know, it's hard for me to say no or argue with, or not argue, but like, you know, kind of, you know, you know, disagree with some of my elders right. because, um, you know, they're my elders. And, you know, I don't want to lose that relationship over, you know, masjid politics or whatnot, you right. know. Right. So I'd rather not have that. And that's why a lot of times I kind of de decline. But now our board is a lot younger um so there are a lot more my age colleagues that can kind of help me out but i definitely need the elders to kind of be um guides to us as well absolutely yeah well um before we before we let you go and ask are there any uh upcoming or, or current activities that are going on 
Yeah, so um, we have a couple different cool programs coming up in the next month, and inshallah, that will continue. Um, please visit our website, mccchicago.org. We have a Facebook page. We also have an app. You can go to our app, MCC. Um, just go to Muslim Community Center, and you can get updates on different programs that we have. But actually, in the next month, we have a couple. Um, next month or two months, we have a couple programs. One is um, on February 23rd, Friday evening. We have um, Sister Bilki Sabdulkader coming and speaking to um, the community about her story. She was. Um, she is a basketball player. I just found out. Um, she emailed us today that she's playing with the Somali national team okay. at the Arab Games, the Arab, the women Arab Games, or something like that next week. Um, so she'll be coming in. She's actually speaking at Northwestern on Wednesday. She'll be speaking to our school on Thursday, and then speaking to our community on Friday night. Okay. Um, the next day we have uh, for Black History Month. We have. Uh, um, a program that I think that maybe you, you will be speaking at. Yes. <laughs> so um, that will be Saturday um, at our Morton Grove facility. I think it's Saturday during the day. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, you and a couple other uh, brothers and sisters, your wife. My wife, yeah, your wife Dr. Aisha Alameen. Yeah, she'll be speaking. Um, so that's another event that's coming up um, with the Interfaith and Outreach Committee. Um, for our school, which is part of uh, the MCC, we have our annual um, – fundraising dinner which is going to be kind of cool it's on march 4th sunday night you can buy tickets online but we have uh olympic uh fencer um sister if the hajj muhammad she will be coming and giving our keynote address so that's kind of cool um i know two of those events had to do with athletes but honestly that's kind of what brings a lot of people to the to these events we a few uh months ago we had mahmoud abdul rof come and literally we found out he was coming and we organized that event within a week and a half and over two three hundred people showed up so alhamdulillah you know it's cool uh, to have them well uh it's been a pleasure talking to you um we pray for your continued success uh and and Hope these are nice, slow, and productive two years. We don't want these two years to go by too quickly. Yeah, I just had one comment. Yeah, go um, right ahead. Next year we have our 50th anniversary. That's going to be a huge uh, event, a big, hopefully a big gala that I'll let you, uh, hopefully I can come back absolutely. and speak about it. Um, absolutely. But um, uh, hopefully that's going to be like a weekend or a full-day event that will happen sometime in 2019. Inshallah. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, thank you for, for coming, and we, we appreciate you. And, and pray, like I said, we pray for your continued success. Jazakallah all right, Radio Islam family, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by super marathoner, civil activist, Amy O. Mateen. <laughs> She's laughing. So Radio Islam family, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in a moment. <laughs> 